It's time for the sports show for guys who know sports. Texarkana's longest-running sports talk program. Leaving the Yard with Chuck Zack on 107.9 The Fan and ESPN 105.9. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Chuck Zach and Dwight McCowan doing what we do on Thursday. That's right. I tell you, all day, Friday. Felt like Friday, all stinking day today. Yeah, I know it did for me because I've been at a track meet since uh, 11 o'clock this morning, so I was wishing it was Friday, but, you know. You getting the urge to run and jump again? I do not. No, (laughs) no, I do not. Uh, I enjoy watching those uh, high school athletes go after it, and uh, I just enjoy watching them participate and go hard. You don't have the thing like, man, you know what? Back in the day, I could do that at a 10-2. I could run a 10-2. Yeah, I'd blow these guys away. Probably I was about 27, 28, I would say, but uh, <laughs> now at 40, you know, I go home. My wife has zero sympathy for me if I'm sore, so no, I don't. No, no running, no, no. What was your event? What'd you, what did you do in track? I didn't do – I actually didn't run. I ran track one time. I ran the 400. Really? I was not – my mom was a track coach, but I did not run track, actually. Uh, she was not very happy with me, but I just – I bet not. Is that why you didn't? Because, like, mom coaching, I, I don't need all that? Well, I did it when I was younger. And so when I got to school age, I was just like, I just don't really want to do this. Too much running. And I so I, um, she was not happy with me. Thank you. <laughs> I could play basketball for days. Yeah. And if you told me go run one lap, I'd be like, I'm dying. There's no way. Correct. Can't do it. Correct. And so she loved me to run the open quarter, and I was like, yeah, I just – No, thanks. No, thank you. <laughs> See, I'd have figured you for a track guy. Was not. See? Not a track. I was. I was actually. My best sport was actually was baseball. Actually, I was a baseball really? guy. Yes. Would you play center? S- center field. Yeah. So you got that center field body. Yeah. Center fielder. Uh, play you hit the curve. Yes. Oh, you could I hit was, the curve. I, I was very good. I was very mm-hmm. good. Uh, not to, not to brag. Oh too no much. no. Go ahead, brag. Not to brag too much, but yeah, I was I was a very good baseball player. I you hey. know had opportunity you know to to play the next level. Right. But. Um, just wasn't for me. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Instead, you decided to coach. Uh, well, I like basketball, and so I, you know, had the opportunity to go continue to play basketball. There and you go. That was my thing. All right. Track meet. You were at Texas Eye watching the track meet. I today. was. And I, was, uh, I tell you what. Um, obviously, everybody was impressive there, man. Um, man, three A. Good. Good luck with Atlanta. My goodness <laughs> gracious. Um, Liberty Isle going down to three A. Ought to oh. set up for a heck of a district. Oh, track absolutely! Meet. That's oh. going to be very impressive. I will say this: this is a young lady from Hallsville. I think they said she's uh, signed to go to UCLA. Really? And I just watched her run the hundred meter dash, and it was it was not even fair. Really? Oh, uh, that was impressive. See, I would have seen Hallsville as a great track school, number one, and, no, and maybe were, not a hundred meter dash kind of school. They were great. It was a good track program overall. But really? Overall, but she was oh she was rolling. It it wasn't even fair. Like it was just like. It's not even. That's not even fair. So they need to put. They do like horses and put an extra twenty pounds on her. I don't. I, I Let her think run she, with a weight. I, I think she was still winning. I mean, <laughs> she she won comfortably. That was that was very impressive All right. on a young lady. So we got a potential star in track around here. Yeah, they said she's going to UCLA, and I was like, oh, I believe it. Soon I start come out the blocks. I was like, oh, that's her. You yeah. what? You know, how does a UCLA find a kid in Hallsville running I w- track? That's I a great story. I would assume she probably a big tr- uh, club runner. I bet she probably yeah, run club track. I, I'm. Probably ninety nine percent sure. So she's she about does. to join the Big Ten, be a Big Ten runner. Yeah, she will be, and um, from the looks of it, she's going to do just fine. Really? Okay. Yeah. You didn't say much about anybody in town. You said Atlanta, and you said Hallsville. Oh, well, Texas High looked impressive. Obviously, I saw their uh, relay. What's uh, what's the running back name for Texas High? He was uh, ball. He, yeah, he Darren looked ball. the part. He looked the part. Yeah. Um, 
Obviously, seeing them in person, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a running back right there. <laughs> <laughs> They're just built different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cavs, like, absolutely. You know, bowling absolutely. balls. Yeah, those guys look pretty good, too. I was I just said Atlanta just because, you know, if them being a 3A, I was like, man, yeah. those guys are going to give people fits in 3A. Whew, talking about Cavs, we were talking about this the other day, the uh, Dre Greenlaw and, oh, and the Achilles man. that blew. Watching that a couple of times as he got ready to trot back out on the field, I can't remember. I mean, I was, I'll was i be honest with you. I, I, I got the, the misstep. You saw where it popped almost yes. immediately. But before it popped, that guy has some impressive oh, calves. Oh, man, he's oh up on his toes God. bouncing. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And just, I, I had calf envy. And then just as soon as he went down, like, oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. you know right away. And then you think about it, it's just right now, I mean, that guy misses all next season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Unless he's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, my goodness. I mean, there's no way he can play next year, being an explosive player like he is. Rodgers apparently got the uh, what the the, the barometric uh, whatever that thing is. They put you in the the what am I looking for capsule or whatever uh-huh. where you get the barometric treatment. Oh, that's why I spent his treatment. Uh, supposedly, supposedly, my I mean, daughter's got a bad uh, like shoulder back whatever thing, and they're talking to her about uh, it. It increases your healing time by like fifteen percent. Oh wow! So it's just all that oxygen. Yeah, You're just getting yeah, over oxygenated. Well, maybe I, I just, whew, I, man, I felt so bad for the guy, though, man, when he went down. But like you said, though, his calf muscles was very oh. impressive, though. <laughs> how do you get calves like that? You know, I mean, genetics. This, is it that? Yeah, is it I, just, I don't know genetics. how you work them out to get them like that. But but the flip side of that is, you bulk up the muscle, and the tendons tend to have problems. Yeah, like you can't. You think, oh my gosh, look at me, I'm all bulked up. You talked about Tadarian Ball and the running back physique. Yes. But the muscle mass that you then accumulate puts pressure on those tendons and ligaments. Oh, I always think that's why you having so many injuries, like you know ACLs and things like that, are popping in football because these guys are training year round and they are they getting bigger, stronger, faster. Right, the muscles are, but the but the ACL can't get bigger, no, stronger, that's faster. It. <laughs> Your Achilles can't get bigger, nope. stronger, faster. So you know, I you know, I've always thought you know it was the the overtraining, the, the year round training that we're doing now for, with, with athletes, and I think that has a lot to do with these injuries. I can't remember the last time I saw this many Achilles injuries. No, I haven't either. And that was on grass field. And he just took off and just went down man um so that to me that was like that thing was probably already figured to pop soon anyway well and he had i don't know if you saw this in, against the rams last week of the year he sat out because he had achilles tendonitis i guess well that, i mean there you go so i'm saying that for it to go out that easy like that it probably he's already probably having issues with it we just didn't really know much about it which we knew a little bit about it yep. but um and and unfortunately you know jogging onto the field he pops it and you know really helps change the outcome of that super bowl hmm so and, and you and you know we're we're connecting dots here as we're having this conversation, but you may be right. I, I don't know how much Aaron Rodgers works out, but quarterbacks continue with that that step back yeah, and that yeah. pressure on and on that landing point on your drop back, and he pushing off, and then pushing off, quick stop and pushing off. Correct. He's not a guy that you think you think is in the gym bulking up all the time. He doesn't look it, but that continual repetitive motion. Those tendons and ligaments don't get stronger. Same as baseball. Wear it off. With Tommy John's oh, surgery. I mean, God. it's just the human body is not made to throw a 100-mile-hour fastball. Well, so, it is <laughs> if you throw it underhand. I, yeah, and I'm saying overhand. That's right. So you throw an overhand, you know, it's not made to do that. So right. you're just putting that wear and tear on those tendons, and eventually it's just going to give out. And so, um, What's the worst injury you ever had? Uh, bruised ribs. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never so never I, had a tear, never had a break. No, nope, I've been blessed. Never yeah. had none of those things. Uh, but bruised reels is the worst thing I've ever had. I popped a hamstring. Yeah, I've never did that. Oh. That, that I mean, obviously, I know that's painful, and I'm thankful that you know. I, but I've never cramped up before. Though. I've never caught a really cramp. never in my whole entire life. You stink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cramping in yeah. bed. I'm like, oh, I've never caught a leg cramp. cramps in bed. Never have. I, what the heck? I don't know how to explain it. Only thing I can think is. I was smaller when I was younger for a little bit. I didn't have as much muscle mass, okay. maybe, and, and that may be why. And as I got older and and grew. So you I never had, know. like, Friday nights, it's really hot out, and I'm cramping up at all? Nope. Nothing. And then I didn't, like, go drink extra water or Gatorade. Or nope. Just You're drunk. a freak, man. Had That's my, all I'm saying. <laughs> drunk, drunk my Dr. Peppers like <laughs> usual, and was, I was fine. You know, I don't, I don't know how no to explain it. No electrolytes, yeah. no pickle juice, no potassium with banana, nothing. I don't know how to explain it. Wow. But I worked, worked out in the sun with my stepdad, helped build, build houses. Right. Didn't cramp up, nothing. Just, I don't know. And that may be, you know, it's, it's a funny, again, connecting dots here. You start talking about things you were doing when you weren't on the field playing. Yes. You were out in it. Yes. You were working. Yeah. You were probably hauling stuff up and down ladders. I was. I was. As opposed to kids now who are not outside, Correct. not doing that stuff. I guess, you. yeah, I was. My, my body was more acclimated to the heat, I guess. But I'm, I'm on the roof, you know, probably seven hours a day when I was, you really? know, from probably when I was about 12 to, to I graduated. So I was always out there working with them. And I, just, I just never cramped up. See, that's the key now. Football coaches, if you're listening, <laughs> get your guys hooked up with a roofer. I'm sure Man. Tony Langdon and some other guys could use some help. Have yeah. them hauling stuff up the ladders for them. That's some hard living right there, man. Make sure those legs don't cramp up when you get to August. I always tell my stepdad, you send me off to college. I was like, I can't do this for a living. This is brutal. That is some hard work <laughs> right is, there. It's actual labor. Oh, yeah, it is hard it's, work. You're, you're a man. You're doing that. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I was exhausted take, taking those shingles you up see? the roof all the time. That's... Whew. And it, it makes you appreciate moving on, I, and I not sure doing did. that. And I sure did. <laughs> and I, I, I appreciate people who do it. Like, hey, man, that's some tough job. I got a young man right now who's kind of trying to find his way. And yeah. you and I were talking the other day, like, what do you want to do? And construction, yes. roofing. I went, okay, well, you think you want to do that. I, I hope you're right. That's a great living if you can uh, actually gut it out and do it. That's grown man work. That's, that's right. right. That's it grown is grown man work. work. <laughs> it's grown man Thank work. Thank you. <laughs> As opposed to this, which is not. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. This is, this is. I like this. This is nice. <laughs> so I'm putting a table together today, right? Making a. My, my, my wife's got an office now, so we ordered some office furniture. It's like IKEA uh-huh. now. Everything comes in a box. I'm, I'm on the floor. I'm getting it together. It's got uh, two leg pieces and a centerpiece that go together. And I'm laying them down, and I'm recognizing the fact that there's something that's not right with the centerpiece of this base of this table. They never milled out the holes. Oh. Not one. They didn't miss what they didn't mill out any of the holes. Oh my gosh. And so I'm looking at it going, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. How am I supposed to make this yeah. table? <laughs> and I'm not drilling into this laminate stuff like I'm like, mm Yeah, correct. Called them back and said, I think you got a problem here. Yeah. They walked me through and go, Yeah, we're supposed to have four holes there. I'm like, you don't have any holes there. Yeah. So I need I need I need another I need, to, right need another piece. Send me a piece, yeah. please. Correct. Yeah. Smart man, because most most of those men would have just started drilling away. Like, oh, oh no, I, I can figure this out. Yeah, and once I did that, they weren't going to take it <laughs> yeah, back. Great, yeah, great, you great. own it now. No, thank you. Yeah, you save some money on that one. Mm, well, <laughs> we'll see what the new one comes. It may come back with extra holes. I don't know what to do with. There's no telling what's coming. Hey, want to remind you, uh, no show Monday. 
I said this a little bit yesterday. We'll go back and, and repeat it just so you're not looking for us on Monday. No show Monday. Uh, we got baseball Monday. You're talking about baseball. And uh, okay. here on the fan, we will have Texas High Baseball, 2 o'clock. Uh, we have uh, the season opener for the Tigers. Paul Wilson's going to be over at Tiger Field doing that one. And then Crosstown at 6.30, Liberty Ilo starts their 2024 uh, baseball season for real. Queen City's going to be in town. So I'm over there at 6.30, and there's just uh, no no way to make the logistics work about how we can get from here to there, set up and on the air 30 minutes after this show ends. So no show Monday, Liberty Ilo baseball instead. Opening day for high school baseball, huh? Opening day. That sounds exciting right there. Uh, you know what? I think both schools we just talked about mm-hmm. have high expectations. Liberty Allo's, you know, state State-run championship up. game season last year with a lot coming back and a thought about maybe trying to repeat and get back there again. Texas High is in a very difficult top-end district with White House and Hallsville, who are both ranked in the top five or six or oh, seven in wow. the state. And Longview, who's very good again, if they look like they did last year, Tigers probably vying for a third or fourth spot in that district, trying to get in the playoffs for another year, but both with with lots returning and some high expectations. Yeah, I saw a little bit when I was down for our district yesterday. I saw Longview um, practicing baseball. I didn't realize uh, the running back, uh, Taylor Taylor Tatum, Tatum. plays baseball. Oh, yeah. I watched him out there at center field. I was like, oh, I don't know. I was kind of far off when I was like, that kid looks like a Division I athlete. Then I heard him, oh, that's. That's throwing a bit. Okay, no wonder. And uh, yeah. he threw a laser from center field. <laughs> and there, I was like, oh, okay. It's really the reason he's going to OU is to play both because he wants to do both. Oh, that's. I mean, he looks like a, a, a Division One baseball yep. player out there. Like that's impressive. Uh, hey, kids, uh, play multiple sports. Yeah, and if you get if if you, the opportunity presents itself in college, now you know he's going to have ample chance to become. Probably the feature back. I don't know if it'll be this year, maybe the next year. Correct. But if you're a baseball guy, you got a longer po- possible career. Yes. And if you can get into a, a second contract in yeah. baseball, make more top you're making money. a center fielder <laughs> yeah. with an arm like he's got. If he can hit, I don't know that I don't play baseball instead of football if I'm him. And he's one of the top running backs in the country. Yeah, I would lean to a baseball myself. I'm not getting hit. Thank you. <laughs> just thank you. That's that's you, just a hey, son. That's this just do the baseball thing. We get knee injuries in yes. baseball, but not like you're not going to have concussions. You're not going to have hey, shoulders. I mean, it's, it's not collisions every play. No, it's that's not right. Collisions every play. That's exactly so. it. It's, there's no violence in baseball. Correct. Well, unless uh, well, unless you make a pitcher man, he's that's trying right. to throw at you. <laughs> that's exactly one it. of those two. All right, we got to take a break. About 14 and a half after the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back. You're on the fan, 107.9 and on ESPN, 105.9. Want to vote in Texas but wonder if you have the right ID? You can use a Texas driver's license or state ID card, even if it expired in the last four years, or a military ID, passport, or handgun license. Or you can use a current utility bill or paycheck if you sign a form at the polls. For more info or free help getting an accepted ID to vote, call or text the Vote Writers Helpline at 866-ID-2-V-O-T-E. That's 866-ID-2-VOTE. Or go to votewriters.org. When times get dark, We can't see the help that's all around us. Maybe you're not sure how you'll make rent. 
or you lost your job. When you don't know where to turn, let 211 be your guiding light. Our guides are ready to connect you with the help you need. 211, how can I help you? Call or visit 211.org. 211, get connected, get help. A message from United Way and the Ad Council. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At four in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey, and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Right now, our country feels divided, but there's a place where people are coming together. I gotta tell you, I was nervous to talk to someone so different than me. Me too, but I'm glad we are. Love Has No Labels and One Small Step are helping people with different political views, beliefs, and life experiences come together through conversation, and it feels good. Wow, your story is so... uh, Interesting? Yeah. When people actually sit down, talk, and listen to one another, they can break down boundaries and connect as human beings. At lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step, you can listen to amazing, life-changing conversations and find simple tools to start a conversation of your own. I know one thing. This conversation gives me hope. It gives me a lot of hope, too. Take a step toward bringing our country and your community together by having the courage to start a conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. Leaving the Yard live at 5 Monday through Thursday afternoons. And Leaving the Yard Rewind Tuesday through Friday mornings at 7 on 107.9 The Fan. Eighteen and a half after, I was going to say five, after top of the hour. Let's just do it that way. We're 18 and a half after. <laughs> Leaving the yard, Chuck Zach, Dwight McConnell. i got to be careful on the rewind. i got to be careful not to say five all the time. That's right. Because uh, those of you on the uh, morning version of this are listening at 718, and you're going, what are you talking about, five? <laughs> it's the rewind. you got to remind that. Anyway, Dwight McCowan in here as well. 903-735-9905. The, um, I'm, I'm reading the headline today. i got it actually pulled up. Seattle decided, the Seattle Seahawks have decided they are going to hang on at least for the moment to Geno Smith. They, by, by, in effect, honoring the contract that he's got right now, not cutting him, he's going to make himself $12.5 million. And that doesn't mean they can't or won't cut him between now and then, but they're making sure he's got a $12.5 million check coming his way for what he's done the last year as they move forward this year. Now, the guy who was the uh, OC, I think, at Washington 
has taken the job for Seattle, and so he not, uh, University of Washington. Yes, and, and so uh, he's going to be up there working with Geno Smith if Geno sticks around. Total package for Geno Smith comes to about twenty-two million dollars. If he's on the roster beginning of the year, he'll make twenty-two million. I think, if I remember right, seeing that it's something like the eighteenth best quarterback salary in the league right now. Is there a gap that's that huge between Geno Smith and the guys in the top ten? I don't think it is, and I, that's one of those things I would, you know, if you're going to draft a rookie, especially as you keep that guy on. Like, yeah. I don't know why would you cut him for. Um, and even if you want to start the rookie, you got him there to help mentor. Geno's been in the league for over a decade, and so you keep that guy around, and you're not paying him a lot of money anyway. See, so, I'm, I'm old school, and I'm not starting a rookie. I mean, I just I know they're just so eager to get those guys on the field. Oh, but yeah. I'm I'm keeping Geno around. I, I wouldn't cut him. I would cut uh, what's the other guy that came from Denver? That's the one that I would cut. Uh, even though he 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 no, didn't uh, he didn't do very bad uh, when he was out there went to Missouri. Uh, Drew Lock. Drew Lock. I mean, I'm thinking I'll, gold if, for if, some reason. Yeah, if I, if I got to let one go, it'll be him. Uh, but you know, I would keep Geno around and keep him around with the with the with the rookie because I'm assuming they're going to draft a quarterback in probably round two. They better because you can't live with Geno Smith for long and Drew Lock forever. Correct. You're going to have to find some young stuff, and and so far, and they probably try to get one in round one. I just don't know that late in the round one. I don't think JJ McCarthy's as good as they try, they try to make him out to be. I'm like, hey, I watched that guy play. That's it's not a first round draft pick. Are you in love with Mays from North Carolina? No. Say I'm not either. No, I. I, I was surprised when they had him. So I was like. I'm gonna be missing something. I gotta, you know. All right. So Caleb Williams and who else? I don't think. Would you, if you had a top ten pick, Caleb Williams and who else would you take at quarterback in this in this draft? I'm not even. Well, I worry about Jaden Daniels' size. Yeah. Don't know if he can take the punishment. I think he's a really good quarterback. I just don't worry about his size. When's the last Uh, LSU quarterback that's been successful in the league? Ooh, that's a great one. Um, Joe Burrow. Yeah, besides Joe Burrow. Besides Joe Burrow, who was only there for what two years? Um, what's my what's, my guy, from, what's my guy from Tyler? He was great in, as a pro, but he played for a few years. He got a big contract. Uh, Matt Flynn. Yeah, I mean, he's a good backup for a little. Yeah, he was a fine backup. He, he, but got, he got a, a big old got paycheck. a good paycheck, and then Russell yes. Wilson came in and yes. kind of changed that right there. But he, he got paid. One game <laughs> got got uh, got got Flynn the big money. Got him paid. He he had a, a season-ending game <laughs> against Detroit, threw like six touchdowns, and I'm then of course the league's looking at him, going, "Oh my God, this is the guy." Yeah, give him big money, Seattle, and then they draft Russell Wilson, and I don't know that Flynn ever. He, he, he Russell beat him out before the training yeah, camp. He never started. made the field. Um, so now, Joe Burrow's only one. Yeah. So I'm not I, I'm yep, not impressed it. with Jaden Daniel. He's, he's just, fine, but I don't. Um, I'm not starting him. I'm trying to think who else is in his draw. Who, who because you know they talk about quarterbacks all the time. Um, and you, you already said McCarthy's not all oh, that, gosh. despite what Harbaugh says. Yeah, oh gosh, no, no, no. It's fine if you draft him. He wouldn't draft. He's him. like Mac Jones to me. He's yeah. he's just a guy. And Mac Jones is better than him to me yeah. coming out. That's saying a lot right there. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think who else. Uh, the guy out of Tennessee, I can't think of his name. Is it Milton? Yeah, not really. Same. I don't think it's a. I didn't think it was a high. You know, I, I know everybody wants to talk about quarterbacks all the time. So to me, they get overinflated. Um, They're talking no. about five in this first round, and I'm not seeing it. If I have the first pick, okay. Yeah. But after the first pick, I yeah, just if, don't know there's if, anybody that. 
if I want them teams, I'm gonna try to make the trade for Justin Fields. See now, if you're Seattle, would that make sense? Yeah, if if, if I'm Justin Fields, I'm trying to stay. I'm trying to stay in the NFC, so I'm trying to either yeah. go to Atlanta, Seattle. Really, Atlanta. Try to stay away from Atlanta Seattle be because nice. I don't want to be in the same division with San Francisco. Well, but so. you know, okay. So, so we, we started this conversation a day or two ago. Brock Purdy's contract's gonna come up. I think he's got one more, and then there's the conversation about what do we pay this guy? Yes. You, you know, he's what's he making seven hundred and forty thousand or whatever it is is the last mm-hmm. pick in the draft. He's making peanuts. He's gonna make forty fifty million dollars. You would figure. And the dynamic in that contract, that contract's dynamic is going to mess with the team. They're going to have to, they're going to have to move on from some people to make that work. I'm not that wild about Arizona. I'm not scared of them. The Rams are only as good as Stafford's going to be there, and they're going to have to figure out quarterback next. Correct. Well, so other than San Francisco, I don't know that I don't like Seattle. It's a good I place just, to live. I wonder where San Francisco try to get them to take a deal like they took with uh, what's his name out of, out of the jump from New York. You know, he's not making high end money at the quarterback position, but he's right, making, right. you know, right. you know, like a two year, three year deal. I wonder if they try to get him to sign that for an extension right now. And uh-huh. try to see they can lock him up and have to have to, you know, pay him big, big money soon. All right. Chicago um, Bear GM, you keeping Justin Fields, you're moving on. Uh I'll probably move on. I like Justin Fields, but I would probably move on though. I mean, you can reset the clock, let's try it again. Uh I mean, I'm not a big fan of just going out and always trying to draft quarterbacks all the time because this is not as easy as people think it is. No. Um, it's not. But you got the number one pick. Uh might as well go in and just get the guy they said is that probably pretty good. Try it and get you a trade and see if you can get a haul for Justin Fields. They were talking. see, I don't think they can get a haul for him. They were talking about what they wanted for the first pick and it was obscene. I mean, can they get a second round pick for Justin Fields? Because I don't they, know. Because they have the they have the what first and what? First and what with with eighth I think yeah. something like that. So, but you gonna see? Here's the problem: if you're gonna move him, whoever's gonna get him is gonna have to immediately have to deal with a redone contract. So you're not get f- trading him last year. You probably could have gotten that. Now you're gonna have to recognize that some team's gonna have to write a big check to this guy, and that's not gonna make him as attractive as it was if they had two years before the big free agent deals coming up or his second contracts coming up. That's true. Maybe I would say maybe I wouldn't say hold on to him because the longer you hold on to him, the more leverage you lose. Um, unless, well, I say that unless you want to hold on to it to training camp. I know it's just a crazy idea, oh, but no hold way. on to him to training camp. Somebody's always going to get hurt. Then when they get hurt, oh, then they'll throw a first-round pick for him to you. So now you're reloading it again and keep it going. There's no way I want both of them in camp together. There's I'm just no way. I'm just saying, you know, if, if you want to, if you if you if you got the guts to hold on to him for it, they won't. But hey. Talk about uh, divided locker room. Because <laughs> you're going to have Justin's guys. Oh, yeah. And um, the, the team did him wrong. And you're going to have Caleb's guys who are like, we couldn't win with Justin. This is our, there's no way I keep them both. I can't. I, I just hate it for Justin Fields because I feel like that, that team's actually starting to, you know, you can see it starting to click. And his time just kind of ran out. Because um, they took some bumps these first few years. And it's like, gosh, they were just so bad. But they, you can see it coming along as year one because they to me they should have won about four more games yeah. that they just blew late yep. like what are we doing um but so is, is Caleb Williams that good where you're like okay this is such a huge See, upgrade this is what bothers me about the NFL is because to me when I hear generational talent that's like once every oh, 20 years I hate that I've heard a generational talent in the last 10 years like three times oh yeah um uh, obviously Andrew Luck you know Trevor Lawrence 
And now Kayla Williams like this guys. It's not a generation. It's just she's like the next guy up. <laughs> it's been the last like, five like, years, like, ten years. Yeah, calm down. And, and and I've checked Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence is not lighting. He's setting the world on fire. And Andrew so, Luck didn't play anymore. No. So it's like these guys are really good talents. Like give them a chance to see what they're doing. And I think actually I think Trevor Lawrence is in a good situation. They just that thing just melted down this year. Yeah. Not saying he can't bounce back. It just kind of melted down this year. And so. To put all that all that pressure on Caleb Williams and say he's a generational talent to me is just it's just nonsense to be honest with you. He's a good he's a good player. He's probably the best prospect quarterback prospect in the draft. And you're hitting reset, and you're asking a rookie quarterback to come into a division that has Lions trending up, yes, Packers trending up, yes, Vikings. We don't know if Kirk Cousins is back or not. He's gonna be in San Francisco. Say, I I don't know that it's better if I'm in Seattle than I am in Chicago. Yeah, I, there's to me. There's a lot more you have to deal with playing in the NFC North than you do in the West. Well, obviously, again, my my, my preference if I'm him is Atlanta. But if I can't get Atlanta, then <laughs> yes, I would take Seattle over Chicago for yeah. sure. Oh, for sure. And I, I, earlier I heard today, like maybe go to Pittsburgh. I'm like, oh gosh, no, I would not want no part of Pittsburgh. No, uh, not in that division. No, that's a that's a brutal division, right? And there. that's a beating every week. Absolutely. That's, I mean, the, the Ravens and Browns in particular. Oh, they got to get after physical. Oh, they got to get after Yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Bengals are no slouches neither. Nope. No, they're you know, not. You know, I'd be interested to see how they're going to look losing T. Higgins and, you know. Um, Is Tyler Boyd a free agent as well? Yes, Burroughs, you know, his contract's finally starting to kick in, so now they can start losing some of those dynamic pieces. Yeah. So we find out, hey, see what you guys really got going on there in Cincinnati. Do you trade Justin Jefferson if you're Minnesota? I wouldn't trade him, but – it depends on what you as a franchise are trying to do. Are you trying to reset this thing and just go start over? Because yeah. I'm going to assume Kirk Cousins is going to be gone. Like I said, I think he's going to be in San Francisco. Uh, if so, uh, then yes, because you don't want that guy to be frustrated. Just go ahead and just get some form and um, try to restart this thing over with. Right. Mm. Send him to Dallas. I'm a Cowboy Send fan him to be. Dallas? I'm just, I'm just throwing him up. I miss with Cowboy fans. Oh, see, I was trying excited. to go the whole way without <laughs> saying Cowboy anything, and you threw me down Sorry that road. That. Sorry about that. Well, I, I would say Dallas can't afford him. No. Because it doesn't feel like they can when when the the three contracts that are coming up come up in decks, in CDs, in Micahs. I don't feel like he can eat a fourth huge contract in such a short window. I'm trying to think where he would be a great fit. I mean, he'd fit anywhere, but I'm trying to see where, you know, where would be a great fit for him, um, how he plays. Maybe maybe a Buffalo, they're going to probably get rid of. They're going to get rid of. Diggs. Uh, Diggs. So yeah, I think Diggs is gone. Yeah, be a good pickup. Justin, for yeah, that'd be a great move for. Everybody wants to play with Aaron Rodgers and get him in New York. Yeah, I, I you know where, you know where I just thought about because I'm a because I'm a Jim Harbaugh guy. Okay, go out to Los Angeles, the Chargers. The receivers get old anyway. Hey, that's not bad. Try to make that move. That'd be a, oh man, that'd be great right there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I mean those guys are gonna but run the football. You'd now. have to give away the number five pick in the draft. I'll be okay with that. Well, Justin Jefferson. I think they love Brock Bowers. I think they're gonna take the Georgia tight end. And there, he's in that hey. position. He may be generational talent. But you, you see that picture of him and um, Grunk talking. My uh-uh. gosh, Grunk is enormous. He's a I, huge human. I thought, I thought Brock Bowers was a big guy. Yeah. And next to him, it was like it was like watching the. Uh, it was like seeing that picture of Shaq and Tyron. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, call from the Cowboys. I was like, it's like his little brother next to him. Like, jeez, Grunk was enormous compared to Brock Bowers. Grunk could have played defensive tackle. Oh, it was unbelievable. He's huge. I was hearing that. Uh, 
I was hearing a comparison. He was like, hey, you know, Kelsey's a Hall of Famer. You know, he's he's really better than Gronk. I'm like, did you did you not see Gronk his first ten years in the league before all the injuries caught up? Gronk was dominant. He was a cheat code. He's like a Madden cheat code. Yeah. It's unfair. You want to know why? And I'm not going to say why Brady was so good, yeah. but why Brady's end part of the career extended oh, yeah. so long? It's because of Gronk. Just throw it in his vicinity. Yeah, Crazy. and then he can run away from people. Oh. Man. We got to take a break. It's 31 after the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan, quick timeout. We're coming back on the fan 107.9 and ESPN 105.9. At 107.9 The Fan. Window. Just for listening. It's as easy as one, two, three. One. Grab a window sticker for one of our sister stations from sponsor locations or from us at a sticker stop and put it on the lower left corner of your car's rear window. Two. Go to thefan1079.com. Register your license plate and listen for us to announce your tag number. Three. When we do, call within 10 minutes and, and claim $100, $100 cash. That's how to window. From Texarkana's local sports leader. 107.9 The Fan. Hey, y'all, I was looking local first. We're making sure our babies have a bright future. You know, local businesses depend on our support. They're usually first in line to support our local organizations. Let's do our part to always look local first. Don't throw your damaged cell phone away. It's repairable. Whether it's a screen replacement or micro soldering, M-Tech Electronics can repair it. And at the best price in town. Call them today for your smartphone, computer, and game console repairs. 4012 Summer Hill Square, Texarkana. When you're craving a real, honest-to-goodness, old-fashioned hamburger with the freshest in ingredients and french fries that make a jackrabbit slap a hound dog head over to 201 east broad tlc burgers and fries open monday through thursday 10 30 a.m to 3 30 p.m open till 7 friday and saturday legacy cleaners formerly holiday cleaners has 35 years experience and four locations in texarkana and surrounding areas including their newest location at 210 west 7th street for the best starch jeans in town it's legacy cleaners they can handle your finest threads look local first and everybody benefits from the store owner to people like you and me supporting them. Look local first. This is how we do every day. We be grinding and if you want to come and text us. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. When it comes to a gun suicide attempt, all it takes is a moment. My son, Ricky, took his life by the use of a firearm. It broke me, and I contemplated suicide. My grandson, I was going to have to be here for him. I still own my firearm. I keep it in a safe because I want to keep my grandson and myself safe. Store your guns, locked, unloaded, and away from ammo. Hear more safe stories at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council. Now, now, here's the four states weather forecast from 107.9 The Fan. Mostly cloudy tonight with a low of 54. Tomorrow, 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly in the afternoon. Mostly cloudy with a high of 70. Slight chance of showers and thunderstorms tomorrow night. Mostly cloudy with a low of 35. Winds gusting up to 25 miles per hour. Get a free window sticker from us tomorrow, 10 to 1, at Daily Deals on the corner of Summer Hill and New Boston Road. Leading the Yard on 107.9 The Fan and ESPN 105.9 is presented by Liberty Ilo ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing. 
Hi, welcome back. 35 minutes after the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan here on The Fan 107.9 and ESPN 105.9. Don't forget, if you are missing any of the uh, presentation, you can hit it on the uh, rewind tomorrow morning. I'll get that out. I'm having trouble talking. Uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow morning, you can get the rewind, or you can go and uh, hear it on the podcast as well if you go to the station's website. It's pretty easy to find. Go Fan 107.9 and you'll find it. At your leisure, whenever you want. Well, um, I, I did have one thing that I was going to—I was going to kind of add about the Super Bowl. I know y'all, y'all talk Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. All right, you're, it's, um, it's day four. You get your crack at it too. Next week, well, I'll, I, I'll eliminate everybody else. I felt very impressed because I remember we talked, and I, I kept saying it was going to be a low-scoring game. Yes, and um, I felt I was pretty much on the money there, just because I—I just knew Kansas City's defense uh, was going to do a great job. But but I, what I wanted to bring up was I was really disappointed. I, I obviously I saw that you know Steve Wilkes got let go. Yes, he did um, yesterday, and I was just Forty like, ers DC. You know, my thing was, is that, is that a scapegoat move or because they struggled early on in the year? Was that one of those things that was going to happen or they lost and you're frustrated? Because I'm like, I don't know what more you can ask from their defense, man. I thought their defense played a, a phenomenal game. Uh, I thought the offense really hurt them in the second half, especially in the third quarter. They just they just couldn't stay on the field. And so I was like, what, what more do you want the defense to do? You know what I mean? That was one of those. It kind of threw me off. I was really surprised they got he got fired. So of the 25 that Kansas City scored – Seven of them were on a 17-yard drive after that muffed punt. Yes. So now you're putting their point total back to 18 instead. You held Kansas City to 18 on offense. Correct. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I I get no. How do you blame anybody for that? But that's how it works. That's what happens. Six of that, of course, are going to be the last play, which means you held them to 12 until I- the last drive. Without one of your starting linebackers, I, without one of your starting linebackers, I just I just don't understand what more you want them to do. And again, if there's some things behind the scenes that we don't know, then okay, I understand that. But just from a a, a predict a productivity standpoint, I mean, he did everything you asked him to do. You know, we gave you a chance to win the game, and to me, San Francisco left a lot of points on the board. Um, they could have put this thing away early. I say put it away, but built a cushion to be a little bit more comfortable to set up 10-3 at the half. I think that from from the little bit I've heard in in the days past, there's a couple of things that have happened. You mentioned scapegoating, and I think there's some of that going on. I think that um, some philosophical differences between what Kyle Shanahan wants versus what Steve Wilkes was running, especially in the Super Bowl, where you kind of learn the lesson historically, don't blitz Patrick Mahomes. Yes, and they blitzed Patrick Mahomes, and he ate him up. Well, I remember seeing uh, Kyle call a timeout in the fourth quarter uh, when they were driving, and uh, and he he made him change to change whatever he was running. And right. obviously, you the head coach, hey man, you see something, it's your hey, team, yes, your team, hey man, you make that call. Uh, and it was, I think, I'm pretty sure they was at a cover zero. It was, it was in a zero blitz, and he called timeout and was like, hey man, that's not a good idea. But right. they come out and they go short check down and boom, boom, and stick at the first down. So it was one of those things where. They kind of got in a rhythm, and it was just one of those things hard to break what they had going. Obviously, I'm not a, a defensive corner, coordinator genius or anything like that, but just watching it, like um, I thought, I thought they did everything they could do and played the best they could possibly play. And while you say I'm not a defensive coordinator genius, they were up against a quarterback genius and an offensive mind, Andy Reid genius, and, and to to come back after the fact that you lost the game by. Maybe by the head coach making a bad decision about getting the ball in overtime, correct? You lost the game. 
or your kicker hit a, makes the extra point, missed an extra point, or your guy muffs a punt. Any of those things, none of those are on the defense. Those are all on special teams or your coach or, you know, we the offensive line didn't pick up a, a, a blitz that Kansas City did and, yes. and took away Brandon Ayuk's chance maybe to get a game-winning score instead of the, the field goal that San Francisco had to settle for. There were a lot of things that went on that were not the defense causing them to lose, but Wilkes lost his job. And I, you know, I, I said yesterday, they looking at the, the math about them, they gave up a lot of yards running the football the last three weeks. The playoffs were not kind to them. Yes. They can run defense. Especially Detroit. They just gashed Detroit gashed them. Oh, Green man. Bay gashed yes, them. Yes, they did. Um, and they did not adjust well to Mahomes taking off and running. And But again, something we said yesterday, some of the plays that they ran were plays they had not run all year long, and you tell your guys you're looking for A. You're not looking for B because they never do B, and then they did B. Well, and but that's one of those things that sometimes that hey, you're a professional as a player. Now you gotta make a play. I can't I, I can't do everything for you. you no, know? but I spent my week coaching, this yeah. is what I want you to do. On this look, this is what I want you to do. And so if you're if you're coming down hard on the line or you're you're watching the back because Mahomes is never gonna run read option and keep it, that I've coached that into my guy's well, head all week long. Well I, I I can give an example on that one because uh, I remember in, in twenty seventeen the state championship game we were playing West Orange. And we watched film all week, and, and one of my corners, Tyler Kelly, we, we and, and Cameron Wells, we were watching the film, and we noticed every time within the five yards, they're, they're running slants. So okay. they're running slants. I mean, they were 100% slant all season. So we, we came into the game knowing we're going to drive on any slant. So as yep. soon as we see them sit down, we're driving on it. We're going to drive on it. And I think we almost, almost picked off two of them in the first half. Uh, and they come out in the fourth quarter and they make that run at us. They made an adjustment, and – they threw a slant at Tyler. It was, it was, we think they should run a slant at Tyler, and Tyler drove on it, and they mm. went on the little, the little pigtail, and they went out on him. He still almost stayed. He stayed with the play. He missed the ball. He tried to wrap up. Kid gets across the goal line, um, and, 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 you know, everybody was a little bit disappointed. And I was like, hey, man, we, it's not his fault. You know, if you're going to blame me, that's fine. We can blame me as a right. coach. But, but the film showed us is 100% they run a slant. But my whole point of the story is they're trying too, so they're going to make adjustments too. They right. saw that we're driving on the slant. And I can't go back and tell Tyler at that time, like, hey, you know, fourth quarter of the game, hey, forget what we walked on, watched on yeah. film. Lay off the slant. Play off of it because you're going to give up a slant for a touchdown. And he drove on the slant like sure. he's supposed to, and they ran a great route. Yep. And so my whole point is, like, hey, man, that team that you're playing against, they're trying. They're making adjustments too. They see what you're doing. Right. So, yeah, you might have planned for this, this, and this. But you, all you can do is tell your players, this is what they've done. This is what we want to do, but be prepared just in case they do something else. And so you got to make a play sometimes too. And you made mention we don't know what's going on all year long, and it may have been an all year long. I, I talk about this a lot from watching the Packers almost every week. That there was obviously a call for Joe Barry to be fired from almost the beginning yeah, of the year. That's true. And and Matt Lafleur wouldn't do it. Held on, held on, held on. Had really good games against Dallas. Played mm-hmm. better against Sanford. I mean, they were playing much better Correct. in the playoffs than they had all regular season where they got gashed by the Giants and the Panthers and people are putting up stupid numbers on them and you're wondering what is going mm-hmm. on. They got in the playoffs and they played better. But at the end of the day, not winning a Super Bowl, Matt LaFleur was going to have to answer the calls all year about Joe Barry's not the guy. Correct. And so he waited till the end. Wasn't going to embarrass him in the middle of the season and got rid of him after the playoffs. Maybe the same thing was happening in San Francisco. And again, it's one of those things you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And I'm sure he, he did sit down and did his coach evaluation and was just like, hey, man, it's just not 
it's not working for us. I just think maybe the optics of the Super Bowl, like, man, you're a Super Bowl team. You get there, hold this team to, you know, 25 points, you know, really yeah. 17 points. Like, what more do you want? And right. so, again, that's why I, was, I prefaced it by saying maybe there's some things going on that we didn't know about. But from the Super Bowl game, like, hey, man, those guys – those guys balled out, man. Right. Like, we want them to do, you know what I mean? So, that was my Super Bowl talk right there that I wanted to just bring up. No, no, I, I, and, and I'm glad you did. It's another perspective, and we hadn't had a chance to hear from you. When we sat here a week ago and we're doing uh, the uh, Super Bowl prop bets, and somebody came in and deleted my screen. I got off my screen, but we were talking about the over-under in particular, and yes. I actually hit you up Sunday going, ah, yeah. see? Yep. 47 and a half. What was the final score? 48. <laughs> Or 47. 47. 47, it was 47, it was 47. Yeah. Do they not know in Vegas what the heck's going on? Because they are on it. That's why you got all those casinos there. You don't think they're making that money out of people who are winning off of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but overtime cost Vegas a bunch of money, oh, apparently. Oh, it they, did. Yeah, they took a bath on overtime. Oh. They took a bath there because there was a there had been prop bets about will uh-huh. this game go to overtime. And it looked like Vegas was actually having a really good day. They were on things like the under where they had had things originally. They had, they had a bunch of prop bets. They were winning. The house was winning. And then all of a sudden we ended up in overtime. And you put another, what did they put, a field nine points up on yep. the board. You had the bets about overtime, which were, you know people were saying, yeah, yeah, I'm going to take the overtime bet. They lost on that. The house did not do well so basically, because of the extra period. Yeah, say, so basically if he, if he makes the extra point, that's just the house. They, they, they Vegas clean cleans up. up. cleans up. Vegas cleans up. Gosh, have mercy. Yeah. Oh, I know. I bet some upset people there that was like, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I bet a lot of them making very large money in those casinos. <laughs> thinking, eh, we lost this week. <laughs> we'll be back next week. There'll be some idiots that are going to vote on the uh, the or bet on the uh, NBA All Star game. Oh, my we'll get gosh. their money. Oh my gosh, I would not <laughs> touch that game with a ten foot pole. We'll come back yeah. and talk about it. Here we go. Fifteen minutes. Till top of the hour, leaving the yard, Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan. Here on the fan, 1079 and on ESPN 105.9. The Bush Guide, cold and smooth survival skills. For a successful stint in the great outdoors, pack accordingly. Place heavy essentials near your spine for stability in rough terrain with light items near the bottom. Now, you may be wondering, where does the bush light go? In your stomach. Bush. Head for the mountains. Enjoy responsibly. Copyright 2023, Bush, Bush Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Here's what you may have missed. If this ain't rich in someone's line, if this takes money, I ain't fine. I'm alive and kicking, laid back and living the dream. Who says you can't have everything? Come on, Woo-hoo! Brothers Osborne in studio. Listen to the Bobby Bones Morning Show, 5 to 10 a.m., 99.3-1017, Hot FM. Are taxes causing you stress? Take a break and let Tax 100 handle it all. Based in Texarkana, Texas, Tax 100 is your go-to for reliable tax preparation services. Meet Ryan Robinson, our seasoned tax preparer with 20 years of experience, ready to maximize your returns. Located at 2002 Olive Street, Suite 101. Call 903-793-0109. We guarantee the maximum return possible. Rated number one in the Texarkana metropolitan area, we offer file tax services, business formations, and business credit services. Trust Tax 100 for all your tax needs. 
Are you building that new custom home this year, doing a remodel, or even putting a pool in the backyard? Hi, Architects. This is Chad Carlisle again with Sounds Good Audio and Video. Wow your friends and neighbors with a new luxury home entertainment package, outdoor audio, or how about a dedicated theater room, Wi-Fi, networking, or a simple TV install. Give us a call today for a no-obligation on-site survey, 903-278-0830. The website, soundsgoodtxk.com, or come by and see me personally at the showroom at 301A Industrial Boulevard there in the Nash Business Diamond D Outdoor Power, your outdoor power equipment destination. Serving the Arkansas tanks for over 20 years, Diamond D Outdoor Power offers a variety of quality merchandise with brands like Altos, Echo, Woodlawn, and more. From major or minor repairs, their service department will get your equipment up and running in no time. Stop by today at 5402 West 7th. Find them online at DiamondDOutdoorPower.com. Diamond D Outdoor Power, service and sales because service is always first. Purina Accuration is a premium weather-resistant protein block with fat, vitamins, and minerals designed to balance nutrient deficiencies in fair and poor quality forages. It's convenient to feed livestock. No need for special feeders or shelters. Ask the folks at Miller Bowie Supply about Purina Accuration. Miller Bowie Supply, your local Purina feed store at 1007 West 3rd in Texarkana. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Keeping you updated on happenings in the Twin Cities. This is 107.9 The Fan's Community Calendar. The four states youth flyers currently covers Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana and provides youth 8 to 18 the opportunity to go flying and to educate kids of available jobs. Donations can be made at www.the4statesyouthflyers.org. Call 603-417-4000 for more information. You're listening to Leaving the Yard on 107.9 The Fan and ESPN 105.9. Brought to you by Liberty Ilo ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing. All right, we got 10 minutes till top of the hour, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan, 903-735-9905. No show uh, Friday afternoons. We don't do that, obviously. And no show Monday because of baseball. So we are counting down the end of basketball. We have the NBA All-Star weekend going on this weekend. Uh, it starts tomorrow night. We'll have on ESPN 105.9 the NBA Rising Stars. Uh, the Saturday deal is, uh, I think, the three-point shooting yes. slam dunk contest. And then Sunday, we will have the actual NBA All-Star game all on 105.9. So if you can't see it, you're out driving around, you can hear it all right here on ESPN. Yeah, the older I've gotten, I don't really watch the All-Star game very much. It's just kind of tough to watch now. Um, but it is something me and my son do. We will sit down and watch yeah. a little bit of it. So more so just father-son time. Do you like the change at the end of the game that they've done? I love the Elam ending, though. Yeah. I, I, I watch the TBT basketball tournament in the summertime, so I, I really right. love the Elam ending. That's a, that makes it exciting. It's just um, 
the first three and a half quarters of it is just tough to watch because they're just running around and shooting wide open threes and yeah. dunking. Right. So that's that's kind of tough to watch. Um, even All Star, even All Star Saturday to me has gotten to the point where I wish they would flip it and put the three point shootout last and put the dunk contest next to Early, last because right. I think the three point shootout is more exciting than the dunk contest. I'm, now. I'm tired of the dunk contest. Well, you just need the big names to get in, and they won't get in because you know with this generation here. I hate to sound like I'm an old guy now, but this generation here is like a it's like a badge of honor not to do things. Or it's a badge of honor right. to sit out of the game. Badge, right. of, badge of honor to be like, ah, I don't want to do the gun t- dunk contest. I'm too good for the dunk contest. So you don't get those big names in the dunk contest. What dunk haven't we seen? I mean, honestly, if we go yeah. back, we're, we're, this is an ABA thing in the early seventies. It's now been 50 years of watching dunks. What dunk haven't we seen? That's true, but it, it also helps when it's a big name recognition, you know, like a Vince Carter or even like a Zion, just just some explosiveness that you want to see. I think if you had those names, it was still, even though you've seen those dunks, if you had those names, it, it would bring more cachet back to it. It's just that those names just don't do it anymore. So who's your dream NBA dunkers right now? You mentioned Zion. Uh, it'd probably be Zion. Um, obviously, he's hurt. Ja Morant would be a pretty good one. Obviously, Zach Levine has gotten older, but you would like to see him go at the right. guys one more time. Those three I could think off the top of my head really right now. See, are those big draws where if you're somebody that's Obviously, not I'm a, a basketball fan. guy. Zion's a big name. Ja's a big name. Zach Levine, not so much. So we got uh, Zion. Yeah. Because Ja's not even going to be – obviously Correct. can't participate. But Zion will be a big name to me. So, see, I just – can we watch Zion – Duncan pregame. Well, you can you come watch that. But the three-point shootout is the best thing in the world. I agree. That's that's the most exciting thing. Uh, I like the skills competition uh, when they go to obstacle course. That's pretty good because it's not as easy as people think it is. They just make it look easy with the bounce passes and the, and having to make the layups and the sure. shots. That's 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 not easy. No. But, I, w- I want to see him. I can't remember. Who was it? Who was it that did? And maybe it was the three-point contest one year where they actually, or probably was the NBA All-Star game, honestly, where they put like four-point shots out. Who did that? The NBA All-Star game put a four-point yeah. shot out uh, a couple years ago, maybe, I think. Yes. So give me a three-point contest that's a little bit different with a little bit different kind of flair to it with something like that. Not just the rainbow ball counts as whatever, two. Yeah. Give me something that's a little bit more unique. Whether it's an obstruction in front of a guy that's shooting it, whether it's more points for different places on the court that are further out, give me basically where I'm making they, Steph Curry be a magician. And they may have had a four point shot on the three point shootout. I, I'm I'm getting old, so I kind of forget at times. It, it feels but, like uh, they did at one. Yeah, point. I feel like they did, but um, I don't really want them to put like nobody out there to block. But I just like to watch those dudes knock down like like twenty in a row, just right. nailing them. That's just to me, that's just impressive. And people think they're shooters. You know, these kids around here think they're shooters. And you're like, no. hey, you made two shots in yeah. a row, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, I'm you, the oh, man. Or oh, you hit one and miss five and hit another one. And like, hey, man. Like, I'm a three. Yeah, you're like two for seven right, right. now. Come on now. <laughs> well, you know what? In the NBA, that's probably not bad even. You talk about two for seven, that's probably a pretty good percentage. Yeah, for but most you shooters. know what, what? I guess what I'm saying is like, even the average player, I remember as a kid, I went and watched the Portland Trailblazers play uh, the Dallas Mavericks, and I was watching uh, Rasheed Wallace. And Greg Anthony, they was doing like a little three-point shootout. That's back when the Mavericks was really bad, so you can go in there early and right. they didn't bother. You can get on the court side you can watch them. And I can remember hearing Rasheed tell Greg Anthony, and I watched Rasheed make like 25 in a row, and he told, he told Greg Anthony, like, hey, I can shoot better pretty much left-handed than <sighs> you can. And I watched him proceed to make like 15 to 20 straight left-handed threes. Wow. I was like, 
I, I think I want to play in the NBA, but yeah, I can't. Never mind. Yeah, that dude's six eleven, hitting like <laughs> and throwing up left yeah, threes. Yeah, he, he, he basically like basically hit like forty five threes in a row, <laughs> right and left handed. It's like yeah, that just crushed my dreams. By the time the first quarter's over tonight, uh, Caitlin Clark's going to be the all time women's will be. scorer you would expect uh, as Iowa takes on Michigan tonight. Uh, folks are probably going to not know who Kelsey Plum is. Place for Las, place for Las Vegas. She does and, now, yeah. yeah she yep. is married to uh, what's his name? Play for the New York Giants, tight end. Uh, play for the Raiders. Now he's on the Giants. Oh yeah, Waller. Yeah, Darren yeah, Waller. Darren it's Waller. her husband. Yes. Uh, she broke the record from whom? Um, was it the young lady? She played. Um, hold on. Um, it's a small school. She it played was. a small school. Yep. Uh, Missouri State. So, yes. Uh, it was my senior year. That's why I remember it. Because, okay. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm blank on her name. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> I can see it so clear. As they, they're, they're marooned, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I can't think of that young lady's name. Jackie Styles. That's it. <laughs> she broke it. It was my senior year of high school. I remember talking about it. Yep. Dog it. Uh, Kelsey Plum's not been bad. Uh, was the number one pick in 2017 for San Antonio. Has two WNBA titles with Las Vegas. Yes. Uh, gold medal with the U.S. Olympic team, uh, the three by three women's hoops team, and uh, the Tokyo Olympics. And uh, is hoping to make the five on five team for the Paris Games this summer. Yeah, I would assume she'll make it and win her another gold medal. You would think. I would think that's so. a pretty good career. Caitlin Clark and and. For the Kelsey Plum was only five eight, she wasn't. No, she. I looked at a picture. And I thought she's pretty big. No, she's five eight. Yeah, no. no Caitlin Clark's going to break that record today, and it's not very often you see somebody top. You know, the top ever in a thing. We're seeing that tonight. It's a pretty special moment. Most of you aren't women's college basketball fans. You don't care. Telling you, it's a pretty special thing when you're the all-time leader at something, and she's about to be tonight. Man, she can shoot the basketball. Gosh. Man, it's, it's pretty to watch. Pretty for me. You watch like a Devin Booker's my shoot, man. You watch her shooting; it's just it's picture perfect, man. Elbow tuck, follow through, release. She shoots using her legs. It's impressive, and yep. then she can get it to the rim. She's 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 really fun to watch. Uh, I don't. I, um, Obviously, she, she she competes pretty hard, but um, it's pretty impressive what she's going to do. Obviously, you, you want to see what she can do in WNBA as well, but, man, she can she can score the She'll basketball. Right. She can score the basketball. Uh, we know from last night, uh, the, the shooting in Kansas City yesterday for the parade, that one person had been killed, still holding at one. There are three people that were arrested now. Um, apparently, some dispute broke out during the parade, and people started firing shots at each other, and... Uh, you shake your head. That was story one. Story two comes to the, uh, the the making bad choices. Trey Holly, the LSU running back who's a freshman, is uh, now in custody after he turned himself in. Three felony charges, including a uh, attempted second-degree murder that happened a week or so ago. Uh, LSU's already cut him loose from yeah. their program, not having anything to do with him. He was the uh, tenth-rated running back in the class of 2023, and uh, he may be spending significant time behind bars. Yeah, that's uh, obviously disappointing to hear. Um, life's about choices, and uh, he made the wrong one. And you hope that doesn't uh, spend too much time behind bars. But yeah, that's that's tough. Ten thousand five hundred yards in high school with 160 touchdowns. Played for Union Parish High School. Yeah, that's that's really disappointing mm. for that young man. You just pray and 
and hope uh, he learned his lesson and, and, and hopefully he gets a, a second second chance at life. Luckily, it was only attempted second yeah. degree. They didn't actually carry it out, but bad choices. Bad choices. There it is. Yeah. All right, we're out of time. Any last words? No, just enjoy your weekend. And uh, if you're going to watch the All-Star game, enjoy it. You're going to see a lot of points scored. That's right. A bunch of points and not much defense. <laughs> no defense. <laughs> All right, Dwight McCallum, good seeing you again. We're out for a couple of days. We'll talk to you again next week. You've been watching and listening and leaving the yard here on The Fan 107.9 and ESPN 105.9. If you missed any of today's show, hear it again tomorrow morning at 7 on 107.9 The Fan or on demand anytime at thefan1079.com. KCMC and KTFS Texarkana.